Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we approach your scripture this morning, Lord, I ask that you put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak today, forgive me. Let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. If you want to jump there in your in your Bible. Luke 10, 38 through 42. So God didn't make everyone alike, right? He did not make everyone alike. I'm afraid he made Glenn and I too similar, but God didn't make everyone alike. We have so many different personalities in religion, right? We have so many different kinds of people trying to do different things. Some people are naturally active, right? While others are naturally quiet. It's hard for the active person to, to understand someone who sits and meditates and is quiet. And the person who is devoted to quiet time and, and, and contemplation struggles with the person who would rather be active and on the go. And that, that's just naming a couple. There is no right and there is no wrong, right? In the church, we have room for all kinds of personalities, all, all many gifts and talents. But this passage today shows us a clash between two of those personalities. Both were serving God, and the truth is, God needs Mary's and Martha's. Our sermon text is Luke 10, verses 38 through 42, and it says, Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That's funny. So I titled today's sermon, Distracted. So think, think about where Jesus was going at this time, right, when this happened. He was on the way to Jerusalem to die. He was, go he was going to die. He must have been completely taken. I would think he would have been overwhelmed with the intensity of this inner battle going on between his will and God's will. You know, he prayed in the garden, God, not my will, but yours be done. But when Jesus came to town and to the home of Lazarus in Bethany, it was a great day and Martha was so eager to welcome him in and to celebrate and by laying out the best that her house had to offer. I mean, she was cleaning and cooking and, and fussing about the way things were. And the truth is, that's exactly what Jesus didn't want or need. He needed some quiet. Jesus turned to Bethany to find calm away from the crowds even if it was only for a short time. This is what Mary gave him and what Martha, in her kindness, 
did her best to destroy. One thing is necessary, quite possibly means, I don't want a big spread. I don't want a big fuss. I want one course, maybe something simple. That's all I want. And that was what Mary understood and Martha didn't. This is one of the great difficulties in our lives. You know, when, when we want to be kind to people and try to be kind to people, we want to do it in our way, our own way. This is the way that I am kind. And it should, it happened that our way is not the necessary way. We get offended when we don't feel like we're appreciated, right? You lay out all this food and really all they wanted was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This happens with kids a lot, doesn't it? We make them chicken nuggets and fries and corn and they want a roll. If we are trying to be kind, the first necessity is to try to see into the heart of the person to find out what it is that they need. To forget all of our own plans and seek what it is that he or she needs. Jesus loved Martha and Martha loved him. But when Martha set out to be kind, it had to be her way of being kind, which was not what he needed. Sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we get distracted from the things that are the most important. You know, every new year, we make these resolutions, these promises to be better. To spend our time more wisely, to eat better, to exercise more, less TV, more Bible, more time with the kids and family, more time for relationships. And then as the new year approaches, right, we kind of go over in our mind what we did or didn't do the last year kind of re-up our plan all right this is the year for that how many of y'all have ever done this is the year for that several times in a row yeah new year's revolution we get distracted from the important things when you think about important things we use the word priority a lot we're encouraged to get our lives in order by understanding and setting priorities in our lives. And as our lives become more busy, we fight being distracted from what should be our priorities. You know, a priority is something that ranks above everything else in importance. Balancing work and leisure is tricky, right? Most people have schedules that are full of important activities. And with a full schedule, we have to prioritize. These are the things that we need to do first. And these are the things that can wait. And sometimes we have to shift things around to make the changes necessary to meet those priorities. This account of Martha and Mary is one about priorities. It's unique because it doesn't appear in the other Gospels. It's not very long, but it's essential as it reveals the highest priority of Christian life, which is the priority of loving God. That comes first and foremost. Should be at the top of every to-do list we have. What am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to love God. That's where I'm going to start. It follows the story of the Good Samaritan that we talked about a couple weeks ago, which stressed the importance of loving one's neighbor. And that was evidence of loving God. You love your neighbor because you love God. The Good Samaritan is an example of active doing. Mary is an example of quiet listening. 
Martha is very busy serving her neighbor, but what she's doing is not as essential as what Mary was doing. Mary correctly shows that opening ourselves to hear God's word must be our first priority. And when he came into the house, she made every effort to make that her only priority. I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen because this is important. As I was sitting in front of the kids this morning thinking, it made me think back over all the times that, that my kids were still at home and I chose to pick up the phone or I chose to watch television when they were buzzing around me doing things. I missed the important things because I was so busy doing the not necessary things. But when we make the Word of God our priority, we are devoted to the best. Jesus and his disciples didn't always get a warm welcome when they went into a community. They, didn't always, they weren't always welcomed. But in this case, Martha enthusiastically welcomed him into, their, into her home. It says into her home. And entertained him as the highly prized guest. He's, he was the VIP at the time, right? Scripture gives us examples where the Lord frequently stayed with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Uh, because it was... Uh, in Bethany near Jerusalem and as he passed through there it says that they were friends that, you know that they knew each other so there's kind of an indication that they had spent some time together but although Martha was mentioned first Mary is the central figure in this story and the example for all of us to believe and to follow after he entered the house she sat at his feet, lit, feet listening to his word listening to his voice listening to his teaching. And like I said before, her position was as close to him as she could get. She sat at his feet. I guess the only thing closer would have been sitting in his lap. But she sat at his feet and waited to hear everything that he had to say. She had an intense interest in what Jesus was saying. And though this was a typical position for students of a rabbi... In first century Judaism, the rabbis didn't usually teach women. So she's showing her submissiveness to God. In Luke 8.21, Jesus defined his true spiritual brethren as these who hear the word of God and do it. And later he said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. Luke eleven twenty eight in the parable of the soils, he declared that the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. In James 1, verse 22, Jesus urged his readers to prove yourselves doers of the words and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Jesus talked about how important it is to be a hearer of the word. Mary demonstrated the attitude of a true believer. But many times we set aside our time with God to take care of other business that we think is important. Things that we think are more important. But have you ever thought about maybe the distractions that we have, God thinks those are not important? The, the, the little things that we get so hung up on, God considers just a distraction. The ultimate tragedy of a busy life is the same tragedy 
that Martha faced when offered the opportunity to sit at Jesus' feet. We can't spare the time. Martha was distracted. She was preoccupied with serving. She was depressed in this text. She felt sorry for herself. I'm having to do it all by myself, Lord. She was disapproving and critical of Mary's part. She was demanding, Jesus, don't you want to make her help me? Is this right? She wanted to tell Jesus what to do. How many of us want to tell Jesus what to do? Glenn mentioned that in his sermon last week. He talked about we always start our prayers with the way we think things ought to be. This is, this is what I have in mind, God. Let's just work toward that and everything will be okay rather than submitting to the will of God to reach His purpose. As faithful Christians, we have to find a balance between the sit and listen and the go and do. And this is the right order. Love God, sit and listen, and love your neighbor, go and do. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. And Psalm 47, 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Folks, this is really hard because we live in a Martha world. There are times when we need to just stop and be quiet and be still and rest in the presence of God. It is good for ourselves good for our relationships with others, and good for our relationship with God. I'm going to encourage you this week to slow down. Take a little time. When we are truly in the presence of God, everything else is less important. But when we are distracted, we diminish our chances to receive the love and joy and grace of Jesus Christ. In 1990, there was a woman who entered a haagen ice cream store. Got to work an ice cream story in somewhere, right? In Kansas City, she wanted an ice cream cone. While she was ordering, this other customer came in behind her. She placed her order and turned around and found herself face-to-face with Paul Newman. He was standing right there. Well, those blue eyes just got to her right there in the ice cream store. She finished paying for her ice cream and quickly walked out of the store with her heart pounding. When she got outside, she realized, I left my cone in there. So she turned to go back in. At the door, she met Paul Newman coming out. And he said to her, are you looking for your ice cream cone? And she said, yes, sir, I am. And he said, you put it in your purse with your change. (laughs) She was distracted from what was important that day. When was the last time... That the presence of God made you forget what was going on around you. Made you forget the dishes or the ball game or the cell phone or the bank account. Do you spend too much time on things that are not important and not enough time on the things that are? Are you distracted from God? From God's calling on your life, from the work that you're supposed to be doing in the church and in the world. Friends, are you distracted today? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.